Ladies at the Roundtable Podcast, a journey into the realms of sci-fi and fantasy. This week on Ladies at the Roundtable, we are discussing The Matrix, the original movie from 1999. And it's been quite a while since I've seen it, but I know all of us had seen it before. So this is revisiting a movie that I would call a classic, right? Disclaimer, from this point forward, the following podcast may contain spoilers, and the ladies at the roundtable assume that anyone listening to this podcast has already watched the show and or read the books and have no intention of being apologetic about it. Listener discretion is advised. Do you have to still spoiler movies from like 30 years ago? Like at this point, it's their fault. Like, come on. There were people who lost their nut because they're like, well, you can't spoil the Hobbit. Don't, don't, don't tell me. And it's like, the book's like 70 years old. (laughs) It's not a new thing. No, there's no spoilers here, but apparently you still have to say it. It's better safe than sorry. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So we are now starting every episode with a quick introduction to each of us by asking a question that has to do tangentially with the show, with the movie. So this week, the question is, if you could download how to do something and know it right now, what would you choose? And then also introduce yourself. Um, So I'm Joey and I don't, I'm not sure because I feel like anytime there's something I want to learn, I usually go out of my way to kind of find out about it. But um, I, I guess... If I could, if I could have like downloaded the Similarian into my brain so I don't have to read that so I understand it again, I would love it. <laughs> because I, it's oh such a God. Joey response. That's so too. hard because like, it's so hard. <laughs> I'm trying and I'm going to try again. I love it. <laughs> I'm not mad about this. Sorry. I'm definitely very you. <laughs> All right, Max, how about you? Oh man. Okay. So it's really tied because, oh, sorry. I'm Max. Hello. Uh, it's really hard for me to decide on what, because I really want to learn a new language, but I'm really bad at learning language and I want to know more science crap and I'm really bad at all those details. So it's like, but this would take that bad part away, right? I know. imprinted but those are the two things I have the most trouble with probably language that would be a cool one to learn a bunch like to have at least Spanish you learn Klingon in my brain oh Spanish (laughs) but I learned Klingon yeah that's really helpful for my I have Duolingo to learn it and it's it's not been going well it's hard I have Klingon on Duolingo (laughs) you used oh my god yeah I've just been trying to do Spanish. All right. How about you, Shoshi? So I definitely, I've always wanted to be a polyglot. And I currently have Yiddish, Polish, and German on my Duolingo. Um, But I would like to know as many possible languages as I could, including Klingon or anything. Like, I, that would be a superpower by itself. Oh, ich bin Shoshana. All right. And this week we have a guest. Hi, Uh, my name is MJ. uh, And I think I I, I thought about the bilingual thing because I can't learn a language like at all either. That seems like a nice like out. But I think uh, like the kinetic like stuff you can learn like martial arts and stuff like is 
a pretty cool aspect. So I would mm-hmm. go with like gymnastics just so I could like bust out like a standing like backflip at parties and then just pretend like nothing happened. Yes. All right. So my name's Maya and I, I have a problem. And that is that every single time I heard other people answer the question, I was like, that's what I want. No, that's what I want. No, that's what I want. <laughs> so I really think it's in the moment, like what, you know, that's the coolest thing is that you get to know it like that. But for today, I'm trying to learn how to golf and it, you know, you spend like 20 minutes hitting the stupid ball and only one time it goes right. And then you think, okay, well, that one time that foot was flat. So I have to keep the foot flat next time. And then if I could just download how to do the swing, that would probably be really nice right now because that's like my momentary issue. But tomorrow it would be something else. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's start just into our discussion about the matrix with our plot summary in a sentence. I'm going to go ahead and start. Mine is some damn computers took over by putting us in a virtual reality we believe is real reality and eating our energy. But there is one who can save us and his name is Eno, Owen, no, oh yeah, Neo. <laughs> Little overthought there. Okay. <laughs> that in <laughs> all right it's not uh, as long as some of your others though i'm kind of I know. impressed it's like true. it's not even it is, it is kind of truncated for you <laughs> all right max what's yours um robots have taken over and nothing is real okay how about mj what's yours uh goth cyber terrorists uh tear the fabric of reality <laughs> so good <laughs> and uh joey the digital hero's journey complete with highly delightful sequels. <laughs> and Shoshi. Um, one sentence. Oy vey. Um, so Neo realizes that he is not in the reality he expects and ends up um, the savior of what's left of humanity. All right. So... This is a lot, right? <laughs> We've, uh, I, I watched this when it came out and I'm not sure I've seen it again since then. It's, really? Yeah. yeah. I definitely watched I mean, this like several times when it, it was big. I've seen it an embarrassing number of times. It's interesting. It's very good. You've saw, you've seen I, it twice now? Yeah. I mean, I, I love it and I think it's a great movie. It's yeah. just one that has not been in front of me since then. And um, I find it really strange because we've watched John Wick like 20 times, which, you know, it just, I think it has to do with what my husband puts on the TV <laughs> that we watch again. Like I very rarely watch a movie more than once unless he watches it all the time. So um, it was really interesting to me to see it again for lots of reasons. You know, I we have uh, just time has changed right and then we have a lot more information about like the the kind of underlying meaning of the film and so lots to talk about let's just very quickly start with the very oh my gosh I'm like wiggling my fingers trying to come up with the word you guys the interconnectedness nothing (laughs) that's that's right the the illusion of reality versus what we believe is reality and uh i find it 
very coinciding with what we talked about last week at Writer Player One and the Oasis, right? So we have the virtual reality and what people want as reality, what is reality. Oh my gosh, there's just too much to talk about. This makes no sense at all. I need to. <laughs> well, because if you think about it too hard. <laughs> oh, just staring at me like, oh. Wait, and <laughs> Okay. Well, I, well, if I you think, think there's about like, it too hard, then your so brain hurts. And then you're like, yes, but is, is this real? <laughs> and it's, it's not a good feeling. No. <laughs> and you can't put it into words. Okay. I, I think like a lot of like really interesting things in the movie, like that's probably to me, one of like the more, uh, or the better, like philosophical things they get into. Um, like, I, I think they do a pretty good job of it most of the time. And like, yeah, it's, I think it's especially interesting now compared to then because there's the whole like theory that all of our existence is a simulation or whatever. And like we're at a point now where like we have, you know, the, the technology is like could, can sufficiently advance to where that's plausible. So it's, it's actually really interesting seeing, you know, this movie was made like at the advent of the Internet. And now it's like we've come full circle. So, it, yeah, like, it, yeah, I thought I thought that was a very interesting part of it. Yeah, the reality mm-hmm. is. Um is that we all believe this even more likely. <laughs> like, it seems almost like, oh, this- It's yeah. plausible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, could, I could be in a goose sack with a robot looking over me right now, and I don't know about it, and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> with no hair. Well, in this past four years was like yeah. reality yes. dystopia, yes. too. Nothing so. was okay about that. <laughs> there, yeah, thankfully there's not flying killer squids, but- <laughs> Yes. I mean, it was like close. Machine squids, murder. yeah. Or no. with murder hornets, but yeah. No, 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 no. I want to go back to, you said it was um, created in 1999. My daughter was born in 1999. And when I heard that in the movie, because he says, you know, you think that this is 1998 or something, whatever he says. And um, I was like, is it really? And then I remember hearing the soundtrack so we'll bracket that because yes. I want to talk about the soundtrack at a later date when we when we get to the technical. Yes. Oh, okay. We're bracketing it for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So philosophy is a but very tricky thing much. to discuss, right? I took a lot of religion cl- courses in college and I found them interesting. But one thing that really stuck with me was my Hinduism religion class discussions of Maya, because my name is Maya, spelled the same way. And that there is this whole reality. What we see is not really real, right? And it's not what, so granted, we're probably not in, I don't think the Hindus believe we're in a computer simulation, but the idea that what we- (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) What we see and what we experience isn't the real reality. And we have to kind of work past that and um, to. Well, and I believe indigenous Australians believe in the dreaming and the dreaming is real. And what yeah. we're doing here is not. Oh, that would suck. My dreams are terrible. All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this version of reality, he, he begins by being presented with the two, two pills. Right. And I think. I have a problem with this because you have this choice. Everybody's always, when you, when I watched the show, I was represented with what this meant because you hear 
people, everybody knows, oh, the blue pill or the red pill, which would you take? People put that with a matrix. But when you're presented with that as a question, do you want to know or not know? You can't really answer it when you, now I need like a coffee or something before I start talking to you guys. Cause I'm no, like, it's, it's, all these tangents it's some brain. hacking something, some program. I, I think I know what you're getting at. We're like, it's hard to answer that question when you already know what's behind the doors. Like it's, yeah. it's not, it, it's not the same. Yeah. It doesn't have it's the same It's a different weight. question. Yeah. It's a different question. Because of course you're like, well, of course I want to know what the truth of reality is. And, right. you know, but you get like Cypher's character who's like, yeah, no, no, I no, no. Like, I want to be lied to. Like, I know this is just yeah. digits and numbers, but it tastes like steak to me. And that's good enough. And that's good enough. And is it too, is it too early to get into the meta yet? No. It's never too early so, for meta. Okay. <laughs> we have to do the meta because here I watched this. So I just want to say that I watched the entire show yeah. in a meta sense because one i was looking at it from the perspective of yeah. the wachowski that was writing it and um as a piece not as each character and getting into the head of each character and what i saw was so exciting because what i saw is every character in the matrix is an aspect of neo it's an aspect of the ego and, and, oh, I get chill. <laughs> Cypher is the part of Neo that is like, I just want everything to go back to normal. I don't want to know. I just, I just, how can I function in this world just, and just be, um, and not know what I already know. And that 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 was really cool and he's that's why he wanted the blue he the blue pill right so. he said he would go back and take the blue pill but that's only after he knew right i'm taking the red pill so i feel like that's right. just a false so he's, choice he's, he, i don't even know if it's a false choice though but it's an aspect of the person's inner denial of the truth I want stats on how many people they tried to break out, like took the blue pill, like, like what, you know, what are we talking here? Right. Like, does anybody go back? Cause it's like, how do you, you know, it's like, I have all the knowledge in the universe or you can hit the snooze alarm for 15 minutes. I mean, I know snooze alarm is pretty enticing, but like, mm -hmm. you know, he reality to, like, he was looking right. So Neo was looking for certain information or trying to figure certain stuff out. Is that, Am I remembering that right? So like he was already iffy about what's going on to be. I think he with, just had like right? the vague like sense that like something was wrong. And then yeah. he was he followed Morpheus, like his like terrorist acts. Yeah, he was a hacker. That's back before that's there were really the, a lot of hackers. Yeah, that's not the meta though. Yeah. That's the literal movie. <laughs> Sometimes the literal but, stuff yeah. into meta stuff. Too. It I mean, I there. wasn't trying to go meta. I was just no, no, no. no I'm sorry. I'm just like trying to follow the conversation. Sorry, I, I'm not sure where we're at, but I just just thought of this. Like, what is that that he sells the guy at the beginning? He like comes and it seems like it's drugs, but it's like computer disk. I feel like it's a program. Yeah, he's a hacker, so he's already got the gift to be able to like program and have the ability to give people alternate realities within their already reality <laughs> they're like all hackers right yeah i think so like he's like oh my god you're trinity whoa 
And right, exactly, exactly. That's how he even met them. So he knows who the, yeah. It's, so maybe the mechanic now, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, Mouse is his name, right? I just like, it always got the vibe that it was like a drug deal when I saw it. And I, I just like, is that like, do you, you know, are you like putting that in your head and like, yeah, like you said, like experiencing another reality or something? Yeah, and they, they then they went to the club, you know, I mean, these yeah. people certainly right. were like out to have a good time. Which we can get into people. the music because they play Ramstein in the club. Right. <laughs> so I listened to so much of that, that I think I owned that soundtrack is why I got so excited about this. I owned it and I think I read the book, The Matrix. I was obsessed with this movie to the point where I was trying to talk some, at the time I was into a LARP and <laughs> A Matrix um, LARP or like a different LARP? No, it was a vampire. Oh, okay, okay. So like, kind of like a Matrix LARP. <laughs> Something new about the outfits are similar. Yeah, exactly. Well, I had no idea. You didn't know that? That's how I met my. I'm husband. about it. We met in a vampire well, LARP. I am. I have so much. I nerd never credit. doubted you, <laughs> Joey. I you. will make all you guys look like normies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> so, but I was. So I was in a in a vampire LARP and I was trying to co uh, convince one of my fellow ST storyteller that we need to to write to the Wachowskis and ask them for rights so we could do our own LARP and and develop a role playing game around the Matrix and then we had all these ideas and system and nerd. <laughs> Did you end up doing it? No, because oh. we. Gamers never now get anything time. done. We just spend the ideas. Matrix Four. Think. Because that would have been so cool. Like, it's yeah. It seems no, like a really it, interesting. I feel like there's got to be something out there. So you have you have well, maybe the you should look into it. And if there isn't, that's now I'm might hearing. be the time to reach out to them because right? the fourth movie's coming out. I know you have a lot on your plate right now, Shoshi, but uh, let's I get don't this have, thing yeah, done. I don't have the ability. <laughs> Call Lily. <laughs> Oh, the other thing we did was we made a pact with each other that anybody could take the idea and run with it if nobody ended up doing anything with it. So that was the other. So thing. you are free to do this. Okay. Well. Yeah. I, since it looks like there is a PS4 game, I don't know if they might have rights to games. I don't know. Let's get Lily Wachowski on the phone right now. Right. Get this sorted yes. out. Come on. <laughs> Let's do this. Someone has. Where I got their phone number. It's all good. Yeah, Max has them on speed dial. There's yeah. a board game. We're There's best a board friends. game already. There's a board game? Yep, it's called Matrix Conquest. Okay, okay I'm getting out my Googler and I'm buying me a board game. <laughs> like done and done. $800. No let, me see, let me see if there's an RPG because that might be different. That was what we were trying to do. RPG. We kind of, but here's the thing. It, it already kind of game. exists. It's called Shadowrun. <laughs> okay <laughs> don't don't hurt my feelings i know okay there's an unofficial matrix role-playing game apparently on um rpggeek.com unofficial still so it, it exists right it's in existence yeah of course it exists because it has to exist i'm here i think the matrix <laughs> is kind of interesting in a Shadowrun universe like trinity's like a troll or something like yes. that line that he says like i thought you were a man has like a slightly different tone at that point <laughs> She could be an elf too. She's kind of got that. Oh yeah, yeah, she's, definitely. She's so white inside. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
very like prominent cheekbones too. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you were saying during that discussion, you explained what LP was, I think, can't remember, but this film had so many times when they explained, like they said, an EMP, and then they had to take oh, a moment yeah. and, you know, kind of explain to the audience that that's an electromagnetic pulse. And I thought, <laughs> nobody knew that in 1999. And now it's just stuff we all know. And that happened with quite a few things in this film. I can't remember all of well, them. The, I mean, the whole film was like fairly revolutionary, like almost, yes. especially for special effects, yeah. like almost like the way Star yes. Wars was. Like after the Matrix, everything had bullet yeah. time and wire fighting for like a decade. Yes. I know. Yes. Like, yes. like it or not, it was there. I'm not mad about it. No, it was, it was fine. It looked really cool. I'm not like, either. Especially when it, it makes my day when every it first time. came out, that scene at the end where they like, they just like go ham and it's just the two of them. Like that scene's awesome. Like, <laughs> as far as just like you know, naked action movie, like guns, akimbo. Yeah, that that shit's great. There, yes. There's a curse word for you. Now we're explicit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Fun>. <laughs> yeah, I I loved, I loved watching the old computers that he was typing away on. And- oh gosh, the opening scene. It's almost like uh, <laughs> what's that stuff at the library? Um, like the old like film, like a. The, oh, the oh, microfiche. The microfiche, yes. Microfish. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> looking at that on his computer. It's like, oh man, high tech here. Yeah, and so somebody's like bottom. messages okay. him. Yeah. It's like, we're watching you, Neo, or something like I can't remember what the what the thing said. And he's like, Oh, that's so weird. But now we're like all Where getting these the, instant messages from yeah. people all over the place. Yeah, right. Where was the modem sound? The pre yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Oh, Max. you do miss that sound a little bit. I have to, I do. I, I like I it too. You can get it as a ringtone, it I bet. Ringtone. Okay. And then one <laughs> thing, that, self, uh, not cell phones, but, uh, you know, the phones on the wall. Pay phones. They were yeah. phones oh, like, on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hard lines. Hard lines. Use, when was the last time you saw a pay phone? Can you I imagine getting right, out I think of the Matrix now? Like, <laughs> they're going to have to change the rules right. because it's impossible. <laughs> Even like hardline people's hard lines are actually plugged into their modems and our cell phone, you know, yeah. it's, it's a very different world. And all of the, the phones that are, that used to be pay phones are literally just metal. They're still yeah, they're there. Like empty metal boxes. There, but the robots like, went around and got rid of all of our exits. Yes. Clearly this is all real. This is real. <laughs> yeah. They invented they wanted cell phones. To leave a place for Superman yes, to yes. So we wouldn't have pay phones. Right, so we would think that we were better That's off. That's it. Okay, so so <laughs> what good. we're getting at here is we probably are in a simulation. I was just going to say, think we're all on board. We're no payphones. Okay. We can't get out. Thanks. We're human batteries Thanks. for life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually brings up a good um, point in the philosophy. Like, so they, they make a point to say that, like, anyone who's, like, still plugged in is an enemy. So it's okay to just murder anyone you want. But, like those are still people that are like right. plugged in and they're like, you know, they're like little tubes. So like every time, you know, like, you know, just like shooting 10 year olds, like left and right, like they just don't care. Like, yeah. like the greater good. Fucked me up. <laughs> I had a whole thought about that though, because those people are living in a, they don't really have a real life. So well, this the, is the we're question. We're living in a dream world too. It? We just decided on that. Right. So if it's real, I don't get shot. is it good enough? <laughs> But do you know your shots? I guess they do. They experience it, right? You they experience see the pain in. still because you die in the Maybe other that, like, real explains, world like, too. America and like all the mass shootings. It's like the the Matrix way of like explaining 
like terrorists coming through and just you know going to town on us then they just go to a school and they're just like oh yes i don't know <laughs> that fell apart pretty quickly no yeah that doesn't work because that makes the then that makes alt-right white supremacists like the one cypher from the yeah. No, yeah. That's a disconnect <laughs> look at max <laughs> Too Why they... she's just so disturbed it was like, well, I was watching it with Steven this morning, and we were like, I was like, oh my God, they're just killing everyone. They have no Everybody. remorse. They don't give a shit. Like, Neo has zero, like, he didn't even, doesn't even think it's an issue. He's just like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, they give, like, the one throwaway line explanation, and it's just everyone's fair game. And I missed that one, actually. And I was just like, oh, they're, how can they just kill everyone? He's like, oh, but they're not people. And I was like, but they are people. They're in pods. They do exist. They're not just like coded people. They're real. No. So if we go into the meta from this, <gasps> they aren't people. They're fragments. They're just parts of this person's mind. And but each, just, isn't each person um, just like living that life though? They're like, they're like con no, no, we're going meta. Oh. <laughs> so we're going meta. So, <laughs> so if every character in the matrix that has a name, is an aspect of a single entity's consciousness then these other little pieces are just the framework that they have built for themselves while they experience they're just like other... individual brain cells as a... yeah or or even yeah or even just individual fragments of personality or or just like everybody kind of has an inner world right so this is this is um let's say it's neo i don't feel like neo is the core self or maybe it is i feel like neo is the shell and like the stuff that i've read that trinity is actually the core self does that make sense i'm i'm reading this i'm reading this from the the trans experience and that neo's kind of discovering that he's not real does that make mm -hmm. sense he's discovered that something's not something's not right something's not real and this is his story about finding out what is yeah um trinity knows this right she has it all figured out she knows everything about herself she's confident about that and she's also confident about who neo is um but mm -hmm. she can't tell neo who he is neo has to find that out on his own right yeah trinity's had a lot more time too so we're talking about mm -hmm. um yeah. The, they had the discussion that no one makes it on the first jump uh, where they're jumping from building in that program. And so Neo is the newest one to this group of people who have all had plenty of time to uh, Trinity's had probably a few years. I don't know how long she had been out um, to get used to the idea. She said herself that it's been a while. Um, well, well, they Morpheus said they take at one they, point that they usually take people I think as we're kids about to say the same thing. yeah yeah they they that neo was too old to free his mind but they had to try because they felt really confident in it normally they free minds when they're younger so we can guess that trinity is probably much younger when she was was taken out of the matrix theater of the mind theater of the mind so if so if they're calling it theater of the mind then all of these extra people are just extras. They're NPCs. Yes. And and Keanu and, and Trinity are straight up murder hobos in this campaign. <laughs> they are. 
They're just there to get the. the well, they need Neo needs dropped. to hit level twenty so he can unlock these abilities and take out the agents. So there is like some plot point to it, but I don't know about you guys, but I even when I first saw it, I was bo- I always get bored with long fight scenes, um, because I don't feel like they always they don't. There's ways to do a fight scene that furthers the plot. And then there's just gratuitous action. And this yeah. this one had the gratuitous quite a lot. Um, so I fast forwarded through. I got, I got, to, I don't mind the fighting. Like the fight scenes are kind of interesting yeah. to me, but they had quite a few of chasing through hallways and the hallways were really boring yeah. and long. And so like, there were a few times where it was like, Oh, he's running down another hall and he's going to, there was one funny, really like one of my favorite points when he's like, tanks, like take the door on your left. And he's like, no, your other left. It was, that was awesome. But like that, it does make me laugh every yes, single time. That broke up the kind of monotonous running down hallways that I felt was, yeah. gratuitous no, but the old lady I, I turned even re- into the like agent and threw a knife at him you're just agent. like suddenly it's like this old lady's an agent <laughs> right everybody can be an agent so everybody's okay. scary and there everybody could be the bad guy so do you kill them all before they become the bad guy clearly they said yes to that <laughs> they decided. that's what they decided mm. i mean they did kill a lot of cops and so i mean Yes, security guards, innocent bystanders. Well, it was authority. Authority is the one that is keeping things the status quo. Well, they tell Neo, like, at the, kind of towards the beginning, you have a problem with authority. And then they say it again later. And then he goes and he shoots everybody with authority. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then. All right. So we have different epochs. And I don't know if that's the right word, but spaces of time. Is it epoch? Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. All right. So Wait, an Epoch was also a, a character name too. I think yeah. it was. It was a character name. I think name. it's was it Epoch or was it Epoch, like Apocalypse? Epoch. It was Apoch. 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 Yes. So one of the one of the team was Apoch. But there's different time periods, long periods of time. Um, and this kind of has our time of the dinosaurs, and then they even speak about it that then it was the human's turn and now it's the robot's turn and i found it very interesting because they were the robots were feeding off of our energy and using our energy and that's what we do like all of the oil comes from dinosaurs so we kind of are just sourcing our energy from the dinosaurs so yes and humans are a virus and humans are kind of awful i that is that is like a really serious line that he has with morpheus like when he's interviewing him and agent smith's all like broken and crazy at that point and yeah that that one definitely kind of sticks with you (laughs) the difference is the dinosaurs aren't alive we're not Not like we're not we're not we didn't we didn't kill them ourselves Uh, okay okay. or keep them alive and source stuff from them to continue it but yeah, we don't uh, keep dinosaurs in the backyard and pump the oil out. We don't right. do that. That would be wrong. Right. And that's what these guys were doing. So the robots are the bad guys. Okay. Robots are the bad guys. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. So whatever agent is listening to me now in my program. Just, just, just your FBI agent like normal. <laughs> <laughs> 
my poor FBI agent. Hey, this is, this is entertaining. Things will be doing fine for him. And then it's like 3 a.m. It's like, why is she looking at videos of raccoons again? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> we entertain them. You know, if somebody's got to pay attention to what we're doing, we keep it interesting. Mine has to have a sense of humor or a real serious smoking habit. <laughs> why not both? Why do they go hand in hand? <laughs> It could be both. Do we want to be saved? Would you choose the red pill or the blue pill? And then is it really being saved to no reality, right? So we talked about this a minute ago. Uh, we touched on it, but let's get a little more in depth here. So if you have the choice between knowing and not knowing that we, we've agreed that you can't really know the answer until after you know. So you have to know, and then you have the question. So now we know, would you rather live in a false reality and, and in the illusion in virtual reality or actually know and fight against the machine. What do you think, Max? Yeah, I, I do it. Because if everyone, if it's like, well, shit, everything, if I'm already iffy about it, if someone comes up and they're like, you've almost figured it out. Yeah. The rest of my life that's, is a lie. Then that's the thing it, for yeah. me. Yeah, where it's like, once you're like presented with the choice, and it's like, holy shit, there really is more to everything. Like, of course, I've got to know then. It's not yeah. like a, it's not like a maybe thing. It's like, no, vampires are real. All bets are off. Like, shit's wild. And yeah, I want that red pill. I want to know everything. And then if you just disappear, do they just <laughs> write you out of it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to know. So does any of this matter? Like, are the people I know are real? They're not real anymore, right? They're just yeah, fake. yeah. So how many how many of you are really compute? How many of you are NPCs? You know, right? Who's gonna turn to an old old lady and throw a butcher knife at me? <laughs> I feel pretty sure that I'm not an NPC. Are Are you an? NPC? I mean, my life's pretty repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know. And then he, Mr. Reagan, Cipher. Um, <laughs> decides that he doesn't want to know anymore, which I find to be even more like, it's one thing to not want to know because it's just easy. Like he's turn, he's, he's literally turning into a bad guy. I cannot imagine turning on the people that you know are fighting for the human race <laughs> just because you want to taste steak. I feel like Reagan's, um, perspective is short-sighted and I think because I, I was thinking about this like would I want to know and I was again thinking about this past four years in this in the context of was it an alternate reality and would I want to go back in and like know some all the things that I know now about those years or would I rather not know and it's like you it's you can't it's like you said, you can't, you can't know until you already know. Right. <laughs> I'm so glad someone else got stuck on that. I know what I meant was like, okay, so there's this other, this is other show that we have to watch sometime. I can't remember the name of it, but it's about this gal who goes back in time to the nineties and kind of relive, relives her life. And, but all the change all, now she knows like her whole, like, timeline right and so she remembers all her mistakes and she's trying to do something different she keeps making the same mistakes over and over again and I thought about it and I was like would I if I could go back in time to the 90s and redo 
parts of my life. What, where would I, what would I redo? And, and I thought about it. And even like, I had a really bad marriage <laughs> in the nineties and would I redo it? I probably wouldn't because it's like, now I got to where I'm at now. So it's like, <sighs> I feel like if the blue pill is a way to kind of redo or to unknow, I don't know. I don't think I, I think I would really want to take it, but I would know I couldn't. <laughs> right. Because it you would, know? it would be killing who you yeah. are. You know, once you learn yes. something, it changes who yes. you are. It changes how you think. It changes how you see things. Um, it changes your reality. And then mm-hmm. bam, it'd be gone. And so you would not be you anymore. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And I would want to, but I probably wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What's another thing that we should talk about? Okay. Joey promised that she would explain something to me. Let's talk about the Oracle. Now I loved this scene. I thought it was really great. I loved seeing all of the kids there. Um, I loved the kid. There is no spoon. It's like the best line ever. Um, First of all, because it's so super short and you can say it in so many different settings. That was just like in popular culture for like 15 years. Like, that, yes. yeah, yeah, you would hear that oh like everywhere. <laughs> Give a max flash. For a reason. Because it's like, you know, it, it just, it, it encompasses so many things. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking of all the lines that we say around the house that are like from movies that are ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> that are inconceivable. Right. Here's here's one of the funniest ones that happens all the time around here. And my husband sets it up all the time. So he'll have the TV on and he'll have the radio on. And I'll come in and I'll be like, why, are you, why do you have the radio on while you're watching TV? And he goes, because I like to party. It's like from, it's from some from show. Hot Rod. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Rod and I like to party. Yes. There's just like, there's so many like ridiculous uh, lines. Okay. Joey is back. So I'm going to continue uh, with my, my uh, conversation. So he goes in and speaks with her and a lot of wonderful things happen. And she says things that I think we'll bring up again about if you had known about the vase, would you have broken it? And now there's two Joey's and I'm really confused. Wow. She likes to party. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joey. <laughs> But she says something about the cookie and I don't understand yeah. the cookie. <laughs> I'm so confused when you put that in the notes and you're like the cookie and I was like, what fucking cookie? And then it makes sense now. She did okay. hand him a cookie. <laughs> and she said, by the time you're done eating this cookie, you will have forgotten. I, I missed where you guys talked about what the cookie was. We didn't. We paused. We're talking about it now. Because I don't even know. I don't know what the cookie was. She gave him the cookie. Is it like, more drugs? Help him. Just hit him drugs? <laughs> <laughs> what is it supposed so, to represent? I think it represents another change of cognitive state, you know, like basically like t- kind of like taking the pill. So um, when, when Neil comes in, she's making the cookies, right? And she's like spending all this time talking about how, you know, it's everything's everything's worth waiting for. And she needs, she, you know, she just needs a couple more seconds and then everything's going to be right to get these cookies out. And like, she makes a huge show out of getting these cookies perfect. Right. And then um, she gives one to Neo because he's almost perfect. He's almost ready to be the one he's just, he's missing a couple things. He's, he needs just yes. a little bit more time. 
Bing. We got He's it. not the one until mm-hmm. the time is right. I think when he's he done had with the to cookie. make the conscious choice that he's the one. So he kept that cookie in his pocket and finished eating it later when Trinity decides that she's in love with him. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> he was like randomly later. It's like, oh, a cookie eats it. And just like I'm a just tank and like. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how he can fly suddenly, <laughs> you know? It just shoots up at the end because he got his cookie. <laughs> And that, I mean, because she does, you're right. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense, Joey. Thank you. Well, also from baking cookies perspective, like the last like 10 to 30 seconds make a huge difference. So like, it's, it's also very accurate yeah. for baking. Yeah. Great, great job, Wachowskis. Great job. Yes. Uh, across the board. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that scene is, uh, it kind of lays out everything and you have to think about it later on in the movie because she... She explains the whole thing in that two minutes. It's kind of interesting at the end of the movie to think about that one scene again. But I would like to jump into the whole romance or love of. It didn't work for me. <laughs> me neither. I get so upset about this stuff. You how guys. long? How long was he there? Like, how long has he been like awake or whatever they call? It? Like, it seemed very short because his hair yeah, did not it. grow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whoever made that point, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, what was that, like, three days? And she's just like, I'm in love. Right. I love you suddenly. It's just like, ooh, and then I'm going to just kiss you. Like, let's no, be like, real. Like, a like, dead person. With Tank around, too, you know? She's not just jumping on whatever comes around, you know? Like, there's yeah. some good-looking guys on that ship. Let's, you know. Right. <laughs> she... I didn't even think Wait, about that. That's Tank a good married? Point. I thought Tank was married. Who's Tank married to? Oh, actually, I think they, they probably do mention something about him having a family. In the second movie, he has the family shows up. Oh, well, and I haven't seen the oh, well, sisters. Yeah, I mean, we can talk sorry, about that. I haven't seen the second movie in probably like 20 years. Same. Or probably <laughs> since it like came out. <laughs> so I just probably want to spend that entire session talking about that rave scene. Like, I think we could do like a whole podcast just about the underground rave culture and the Matrix 2 and like what that means so, for their society. It's. I think that might be a Wachowski sister thing because they had a rave slash orgy scene in Sensei as well, and I think that they just like the idea of like bodies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cool on camera. Bodies everywhere. <laughs> and both were very well done. <laughs> when I was in high school and a young twenties, I loved rave music. I've never been to a rave. I am not much of a dear but man I had I had rave music and I had a tape you know like the old cassette tape that I played in my car and a friend was in the car with me and she said I think you're the only person I know who sings along to rave songs <laughs> remind me to tell you the story about how my mom took me to a rave in Danville when I was 40 years old um, hey, Shoshi. Shoshi. <laughs> no, not now. <laughs> yeah, we really want to, and we need to hear this. Okay, that's for next week. I'm going to remember. Another day. I'm going to remember. Day. It's coming up next week. I need more. Oh, my God. I, I, don't know if I, can, I don't know if I can tell this part. It'll have to be edited out. Sorry, okay. guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the that's car embarrassing. now, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going exactly one mile from my house. We've had a few with her in the car. 
That's her car. More than her a car few. cell phone. There she is. She's got, oh, I love it. just getting it. one frame yes, at great. a time. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like from the 90s. <laughs> Where it just takes a long time and you just slowly get yeah. the, like, the image loading. <laughs> one little row at a time. Yeah. Uh, know each other very long. And yet she has this undying love. Now they did communicate online and we have had conversations about online relationships before. Um, mm-hmm. This does kind of, we see the Artemis and uh, Parzival again, right? So they, he had been following Trinity as a hacker for a while. So I could see maybe yeah, his- no, but he says he thinks she's a guy. So you can't, oh. you wouldn't assume he's like falling for her. Right. I mean, I just, I just chalk that up to like, it's just like summer blockbustery. Like there has to be a love interest. So of course she's, they're just going to put them together. But she's been kind of following him. So she kind of does know him way more than he knows her. She's I forgot Facebook about that, but she's been stalking years. him. Yeah, digitally stalking him. Well, she's been told Whoa. by the Oracle who knows everything that she's going to fall in love with whoever the one is. So she better hope that it's going to be Neo because they keep getting yeah. younger and younger. So. <laughs> that's true. But that's also why Cypher is so mad, right? It's because oh. they, they pulled Cypher, they, just like they pulled Mouse, and they pulled her. And she's known this whole time that she's going to fall in love with the one. And so that's why Cypher's so mad when she's, like, bringing him dinner and stuff. It's he's like, you never did that for me. Like, wasn't I supposed to be the one? Was I not good enough for you? And he's like that. So she's known this whole time, and she's talking him, and she knows more about him, and she really Cypher does believe is the he's id. the one. He's the id in the uh, consciousness. Mm-hmm. It is the same problem I have with every movie. I wish not every. There's sometimes they really do a great job, and I, I, I someday we're going to have a movie where they do a good job, and we'll talk about why it's a good job. They just don't show ahead of time the buildup that she cares about him at all. Like, it's like, you don't see that. And then suddenly she's like, I really do love you. Like, there's no, we don't get to witness that in there's her. There's like two longing glances she gives him where like, you can tell things are happening. You know, it's about eight seconds of screen time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the I need more than eight seconds. I just, I feel like I need a little more than that for me to believe that it's real. I don't need the whole like thing because yeah. that's boring. You know, like, she just kisses this dude without any permission. Also, he's, he's dead. dead. But, like, <laughs> still, you're going to kiss a dead guy. Yeah. But she knows he's know. not dead because she knows he's the one because she knows she loves him. What, does she need to kiss him? Well, it sounds like Trinity's kind of a creeper. <laughs> I know, right? Like... But the creeper who saves the day. <laughs> So Does that make it okay, though? I don't know. They're all about ends justifying the means in this thing. <laughs> all right. So I think we've talked just about the overall, like, plot of the show. Um, let's get into some of these other, like, just some outside stuff. So the first, which is um, huge, in 1999, this was not discussed but now we had uh, the Wachowski brothers wrote this film in 1999. And now both of them have come out. They are trans and they have said that this is, that they both wrote it, not purposefully, 
but believe that it was part of the connection, part of who they were, that it was translated into meaning more for that. I think what happened first, though, is the fandom who has some of the trans fandom looked into this and was like, this is an allegory. And then at first, because I remember reading, because um, like I said, I'm obsessed with the Matrix. I remember Lily saying, no, it's not that. But then, you know, I like the fact that people are going to read whatever. And then now, she, now she has said it. And so I think that's really cool that she like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think what she had said was like, you know, the, the corporate no, world wasn't right. ready for that then, but they, but yeah. I feel like they can take it now. Yeah. And she, she's right. I mean, I think that if they had come out in 1999 and said, yes, this is what this movie's about. And here's the allegory behind yeah. it. Nobody would have gone. Well, we were, they were like society was like accepting like lesbians at that point, but like we're still a few years <laughs> off from like gay men and like trans people are still like you know right farther down. Does anybody remember how in the '90s it was like there was a fad for a while to even for straight girls to kiss their girl their girlfriends? Does anybody remember that there was like that especially your sign? class? Is that yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was tattoo started it, I think. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> the original oh, Katy Perry. I, I forgot that about that. Yes. I'm sorry. I just heard a remix from <laughs> I did someone remixed this song and it was so good. <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I forgot all about that. It's wild how much things have changed. So much. So one of the interesting things though is where there's a lot of like analogs for like transitioning that can be like read into it the character switch was ex apparently um like explicitly supposed to be like a male in the real world but a female in the matrix and like mm -hmm. the presentation is just kind of like a butch female but i do think mm -hmm. when you see them sitting like in their chair like their hair looks a little bit shorter <laughs> and so like you, you know like they never say anything explicitly about that but that is like the one piece of like transness that's like kind of like front and center well, and I was thinking about all the names, um, Morpheus. I mean, that's Morpheus means morph, you know, change. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Cypher, what does that mean? A message and his, I don't remember what his message was, but they all had a very interesting role in the, in the meta form, you know, and then, then they had these names that kind of went with that role when morpheus is talking with neo in the room with the white background i can't remember what they call it the there's a special word for it with like the, the red loader. chairs yeah. in the training it's program, training program. Um, he says yes <laughs> he says you know you appear as you envision yourself and um i would we can't go back in time or jump forward in time. And I don't want a remake of this matrix, but I think if it was made today, we would see a very huge, we would see a very obvious difference in switch. It would be very obvious that it was male and female. And because um, society has begun to embrace this and I'm, I'm so glad it makes me so happy. Um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's films like this that help us step along the way. So I, I love seeing that. And um, I'm excited that it can be discussed. Yes. 
do you guys, MJ specifically, do you have anything you want to talk about about I mean, this? Subject? Yeah, like I, I thought it was kind of, so I just, for anyone listening, I, I am transgender. Um, so that's why I'm like, I'm not getting picked on or anything, but uh, <laughs> like, I guess that's why I'm being asked, which is nice. It's representation's fantastic. So thank you very much. Um, but as, as cool as I kind of think it is and as interesting as it is, I really feel like it's more of just like an Easter egg as far as this movie goes and there's just so many more interesting things about like the philosophy and nature of reality and like you know it as like a cultural phenomenon and like how it changed the way they make movies like it's it's really cool that it's in there especially now because it can help bring things to the conversation but like to me it is very much like when I rewatched it it was just kind of like well that's neat but man do you remember how cool the wire fighting was like <laughs> it is it's one piece yeah it was super cool <laughs> and you know, for all of us, you know, I'm not trans, I'm not trans, but I, when I see the movie, I, I think, oh, if I was in an alternate reality, what would I look like? Do I, you know, what do I envision myself as? How do people see me? I was going to say that I think if you want um, another piece of art that um, has some trans story in it, but also has kind of a sci-fi um um, flavor is Sense8 has a really interesting um, trans character and um, the idea that that there's like these eight people but they all kind of share their minds with each other and that gives you another like a sense of uh, just differences of reality and connectedness they all share their minds with each other so you don't know about Sense8? I don't think I've ever seen it, no Mm-mm. It's pretty good. Uh, no, Sense eight is amazing. Ever... It's on Netflix. Is I don't it know if it's still is. I think it's sense sense and then the sense and then the eight, eight or the letter. But it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a play on the word sensate, which is like somebody who kind of senses. Uh, it's just hard to describe. So basically, there's eight characters. They all share the same birthday, and. And when they reach a certain age, I think it was 21, all of a sudden they, all go, they out go through together this and, like drink. No. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's definitely right. some hooking up. You those of you who are, oh, those they, of you who are listening, so in... she just gave Max a mom face. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mom moment. You're in trouble. <laughs> Um, being a jerk. I'm sorry. I thought yes. it would be <laughs> annoying and funny. No, they actually live in all different places all over it the world. Funny. There's Korea, Africa, Chicago, um, San Francisco, um, London, and I know I'm free. Oh, Mexico. Cool. And they all have different, um, different personalities. Different, you know, different, different sexualities. Um, two of them end up being involved together it's very strange in that perspective but anyway they all can share each other's abilities and they can all hear each other's thoughts so did they all turn 21 at the same time or are they they're all yeah, born they at all, the exact all, same time okay yeah they're all born same at the same time have you, they all came into the world have you together. seen it yeah i've seen oh. the first season i don't think i've seen past that okay but it's i really got worried because my daughter was born on my birthday and she turns 21 this year oh my god <laughs> like oh my gosh are we gonna suddenly be vibe together (laughs) 
probably We're not because you're not the same yes. age. They're all the same age. Safe. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, you need to go watch it because, or maybe we should watch it for the show because it's. Oh, like, we have so many so things good. we have to watch. I just, I like, even this week, I was like, we have to add on all these things. <laughs> all right. We're going to have to like do five shows a week just to get caught up. We'll never get caught up. <laughs> too many episodes to actually watch anything exactly yeah. we would like be a weird busy. paradox we'd have to watch them together <laughs> and just do live at the same like okay. uh like live tweet it yes <laughs> can we just talk about keanu reeves like talk in about general or in this movie? in general <laughs> in general this guy is he so apparently he is man. really truly the nicest person ever and you hear all of these stories of people bumping into him and he's like just really real and I think he pulls that off in most of his films that he he feels real and in the in like in this one he says things like okie dokie before he goes to jump he's and, like you know. so flat in this movie like yeah. it's it's insane like, Which is I, so crazy because he yeah. like I met him in Bill and Ted's yeah. Excellent Adventure. I know him as this kind of <laughs> ridiculous, over the top kind of character, right? Whoa. And then you know, this, like, who is this guy? Oh, he he's a different. He can act because he's different this time. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like um, I love Keanu Reeves. To each of you, which character do you see him as the most? Like, where do you connect with him film-wise? Is The Matrix, when you think of Keanu, is The Matrix what you think of? No. I like the lake, the house on the lake or the lake house. I can't remember, but it's a Sandra Bullock and him did it. And I I just love that movie. That's a sweet love story. I remember that. Because mm-hmm. they aren't together. I liked that a lot, actually. It wasn't, yeah, it was more mental connection how about you joey so when i was growing up i had two favorite actors they were arnold schwarzenegger and keanu reeves and um you need a movie with both of them together like come on can we have one oh my gosh they're so very they see they're very different i would have been mind blown yeah it's not it's (laughs) in the history of not okay so that would be on it We Problem solved. Show me that. That's what Joey needs right now in her life. Um, but so the first film I can remember seeing Keanu Reeves in was Speed. But and I've seen it also a stupid amount of times. But the one that I think of the most because I, I don't even know why because it's not it's not a good movie. It's it's not a good movie. Was Babes in Toyland, and he played um, Jack B. Nimble. Drew Barrymore was in it, and it's it's weird. It's it's weird from start to end, and like it's one of those things that like it, I never was able to let it go. And so when I see Keanu Reeves, I instantly think of him in that little vest <laughs> for a split second before I can think of him in whatever film he's currently in. Sorry, I'm googling that picture right now. <laughs> MJ, how about you? Where do you see Keanu? Um, mine's kind of an involved answer, so bear with me for a second. Mm-hmm. So I think of him in John Wick, but it's not actually because of John Wick that I think of him from that movie. There was a time when Keanu was like trying to get a Cowboy Bebop live action movie like made, and what? I loved Cowboy Bebop. It's like a, if you don't know about it, it's a fantastic anime. It's not very anime ish. Um, it's really really good though. It's, it's like just, one season, right? 
Uh, it's like two. Yeah. It's like it 24 two? episodes total. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty short lived. Highly recommend checking it out. You guys should definitely do that at some point too. But I just remember like in my fandom, like thinking like, oh my God, no way. Keanu's so terrible. Like, like the guy from the matrix, like really, like there's no way he can play Spike, the main character from this movie. And then they make John Wick and Spike is like a mobster who got out of the mob and like, is just super badass and that's exactly who john wick is and so after seeing this movie i now all i think about when i see keanu reeves is how he didn't get this live action cowboy bebop movie and how good he would have been in it and it just yeah makes me sad and that that's that's what i think of when i think of keanu reeves do you think he channels cowboy bebop because he couldn't get the i movie? think so I, yeah I, I really do i think like that's his like uh that's his like role play cosplay or whatever dream role and he was like I'm just gonna play. Yeah, he's like, I'll just, I'll just, I'll God create with whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's getting the haircut. Well, I do love John Wick, and I think that that's my current like Keanu when I see him, and that's saying a lot because I am a huge fan of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I am one of the stupid people who bought the $30 when it came out the night, the day it came out for the newest version of <laughs> Bill and Ted Face the Music oh, yeah. because I am a fan. And um, How was but it? it was fun. It was really fun. And it was really cool to see both of them back in those roles and as adults and still being fun. And um, they had their kids that were very similar to them, which I loved. And it was just, it was really, I enjoyed it. I would not say it was worth $30, but <laughs> I did enjoy it and I own it now. So if anybody wants to see it, let me know. Um, but uh, John Wick is uh, one that we see a lot in this house and is quoted a lot in this house because it's one that my husband watches over and I don't over think again. So, John Wick. You haven't seen it? I don't think I have. I haven't either. I love Keanu Reeves, but I, I don't I don't think I saw it. I don't know why. I don't think I have a good reason. Well, there are First three ones. of them. Yeah, was, yeah. Like, there's like a million of them, which that could be the other reason you think of Keanu Reeves now when they, you know, you think of John Wick now, because that's like all he's been doing for the last like 10 yeah. years. Right. But he's done it really well. The yeah. first one was the first one's phenomenal. The first one's just a really good movie. It's very heavy action. So like, yeah, like I know Choshi said, like that wasn't really her cup of tea. So you might not enjoy it. Um, it also has like one like very like heart wrenching kind of scene. Um that, complete, all, that, that again completely justifies all the murder that comes afterwards yes and max it involves a dog it involves a dog right yeah okay it, well, yeah i mean you just you got all marley and me all right you get spoilers so, ahead i never saw that one either you get you are ready to just get in there and you kill them all <laughs> so, so i mean but the i'm second, all for a movie with a lot of action and shooty things and things exploding and zero love story would be great thanks <laughs> this so john wick the first one if you prepare yourself for being upset at the beginning is well worth watching and the second one we finished it and we thought like everybody, everybody in the family was like, um, and I said, they're setting us up for the third one. Cause this one is, it was like the, the middle and you just knew it was the middle, like the, the book, like you, you know, there's more yeah. and it was kind of failed you. I felt really kind of the second movie was kind of a, like, eh. and then the third one was okay, but the first one was amazing and lots of great quotes. I so mean, that's, that's my Kind of, I mean, fun. some people say this exact same thing about the second and third Matrix movies. So, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yes. 
um, every series has high points and low points. So uh, wait, was The Matrix made to be three movies, like originally from the get-go? No. Because it seemed like no, it was just supposed to be one? It was, I, was, I think it was supposed to be three. Oh, really? I thought it was supposed to be one. Because, oh. because they didn't solve the, any of the issue. They just introduced the characters in the first yeah. one. And then they're Flies like... Flies away. Yeah, and then just assume I'm fine. Um, but you don't get to see the city. You don't get to see if the humans even win or, like, take over or anything. Like It seems like that was just a bit... Like, well, I, I think know, they just like made so much more. money on it. It was so popular. It was one of those things that, like, well, we have to make sequels to this. That's what I had thought. But now that I'm listening to you guys, I wonder if they had, like, done Matrix and thought, like, let's set this up so that we could do more in the future if we wanted to. We don't have a full plan for it all. Because remember, like, mm-hmm. I hit, Matrix came out in 1999, but 2 and 3 didn't come out until, like, 2003 2004 something and then they came out like a month apart or something it was really close to each other that was like clearly planned to do this thing um but the original one came out years before um oh we are going to be talking about matrix 2 next week and matrix 3 the week after so let's do a little research oh yeah they were both in 2003 is what it says on Wikipedia. Yeah, and they were, so yeah, that's four years at the later. Theater, I worked at the movie theater at the time because I remember it, they were like a month apart. It was really close to each other. Um, and we had problems because we had them both playing at the same time. We had problems with people who would leave movie three talking and people who were going to movie two were like waiting and they were like, yeah! they were losing their minds. <laughs> so that was like the beginning of binge watching. So yeah. Joey is right. It was not planned as a trilogy, but it was such a huge success. And then they did two and three back to back. Fantastic. Yeah. And now we only had to wait another 20 years for number four. That does hurt a little bit. <laughs> Can we speculate on like, where do they go? Like, you know what? Like they, they kind of solved the problem. Are we getting like the post like machine human, like peace? So I don't world? remember. Like, what's uh, happening? I, I read an article that said the they, they other one. So yeah, I don't, we don't know about two and three, me and it's been 20 oh, years okay. since I watched them. We can talk about that again. But I did read an article saying that they don't know what's been uh, shared. Like they don't know what the plot is, but it could even be like a prequel or it just has to do with the Matrix universe. We don't know. It better not to be a prequel. I will be all kinds of pissed off. <laughs> but Keanu wouldn't well, really be in it, right? Like he'd have he like a little minuscule part. Joey, of course, be. it's going to be a Sorry. prequel because that's all we do anymore. <laughs> that is my Create. I know. The original we don't, story. We don't do me. original stuff Morpheus's anymore. Origin story. Well, it's going to be him as Bill Bill Preston Esquire. It's just, you know origin story from when he was young. Yes. <laughs> How does Bill Esquire yeah. become Neo? So let's get into some of this technical stuff. Because this film was groundbreaking, technically. Technically, I think just the the shots, like you have, my favorite, favorite thing was when they went into Morpheus's sunglasses and you saw different things in each lens. Like the, you know, whether it was the red pill or the blue pill in one in each lens, or sometimes it would show him up close, but you would see the reflection of Neo in one and nobody in the yeah. other, which I just, there were so many cool things like that and looking down stairwells and uh, cuts from way on top of 
skyscrapers. So just as far as angles go, I loved that. Spinny thing. Spinny Were they like paused in the middle air? Oh, bullet like, time. Oh, bullet whatever. Time. Bullet time. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Okay. Because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, it's named that because of like how he like dodges the bullets towards the end. The first time it was used. Yep. It was the first time that was used. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that okay. like that the wire groundbreaking. That's why this movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. Yeah, but I didn't cool shit. totally know. Very cool shit. My favorite. So if we're gonna talk about technical, I want to go back to the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. I just looked it up, and I want to talk about. So we have Marilyn Manson, Ministry. I'm just le- reading out the ones that I remember very vividly. Um, Rob Zombie. Um, Rammstein and Rage Against the Machine, which I definitely remember. Oh my gosh. Me too. Yeah, that's like the yeah. end. Yeah. And just how, like, I remember during, so they, they put all of these bands in, in one album. Yeah. There's other ones like um, Propeller Heads, Rob D, Meat Beat Manifesto, Lunatic Calm. Pro- the prodigy death i'm tones. sorry was that band called meat beat manifesto meat beat manifesto <laughs> yep uh hive and that's it and so so let's see and it talks about when they meet when they put these in but anyway at this time so this is i don't know where i would call it hard rock or new metal or basically it's the beginnings of Red durst yeah, well, it's a little bit harder than Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put Rage Against the Machine in, in with them. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just being an ass. <laughs> Second explicit mention. <laughs> um, Ray, so I would just say it's like, it's the beginnings of new metal and stuff. And I just know like, so in 1999, this kind of music was not super mainstream. And then we get into the 2000s and then boom we get all these things like lincoln park and skeezer and you know or seether rather sorry and uh yeah so i think the matrix had a big impact i don't know because was i the only one that that bought the soundtrack i had it but i've got to say that like that's not my typical type of music and when i bought the soundtrack i was like i buy soundtracks for movies all the time this would be great and i listened to it i was like I don't know what okay. I expected. But the you know? audience that watches <laughs> The Matrix is probably, I'm going to be very stereotypical here, but it's probably a nerdy dude and they watched it. And that is, <laughs> all that music is gaming yeah. music and you know it. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you put in World of Warcraft yeah. and you're like, you know. <laughs> I, I think the, the, the pro proliferance of the music like just like speaks to like how big of a cultural force this movie really was because like like you said like that was like yeah angry gamer dude music in your basement beforehand and like i don't know that ramstein will ever be like mainstream but like yeah it would definitely you know like duhast was on the radio like all the time yeah that was in the industrial you know industrial music and techno kind of was really big back then we know that shoshi likes her techno no, right. not techno. I actually What's like the word synth. Synth. What was it called in Lady Hawk? Oh, that. Well, so that's even older. But I like I like metal. I like the gamer music a lot. Metal um, and new metal, specifically two thousands, the emo stuff. One of my favorite songs is by Baby Metal. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah, heard, I've of, heard them. of them. It. Oh my gosh, I love them. I don't know a single word they're saying. 
except because it's the, in J- like Japanese, Japanese pop oh, yeah. band. Oh, oh they're great. Good. And they're just and they're wearing like the Lolita shit too, right? Oh yeah, it's, all it's like adorable. Metal, oh, yes, and good. then all of a sudden they'll be like, "I love chocolate," <laughs> and then it goes back into something you don't know what they're saying at all. I probably should find out the the actual words of the <laughs> song. Mm. Anyway, that was very off topic. Um, but yeah, the, I I agree, Shoshi, that this the music from this is major. Um, and then every once in a while it had like sound effects that just kind of put you on edge. Right. So like the way Ah. the squeak on the window or when they jumped, you like heard a extra whoosh, which was kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So they put a lot of thought into just the sound Uh of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Well, we talked about the cookie. Uh, what we talked about the cookie that was important. that was important there was a lot uh, of ickiness in this movie like the bug the bugs that get in the slime that you live in and ugh. and that's the only part it passed the Bechdel test the only time oh. by the way they had a, and but it's a really bad because they just had a, a one each person said one thing and it was like three like words law isn't there a new test that's a little like, bit better than the Bechtel test that yeah but i mean the Bechtel who test was it is really bare it? bones what's, yeah like, who, what, what's the scene that does it it's in when the they're taking the, the creepy thing out of the his belly oh, button yeah when Cy- in the oh, car she's like you're switch. gonna miss it and she's like i'm fine i got it and then that's uh, it and that's the only time they talk to each other and that then was, she's killed off. That was before they knew about the Bechdel <laughs> test, too. And so they couldn't just add that to make sure they passed it because they didn't right. know. Right. Right. I mean, it's just like. Well, again, this was the 90s and women just didn't have big roles in nerd films. She was, I mean, she was so badass in that movie. Like She got all the cool, like, not even all the cool scenes, but she got some, like, we meet her, she's kicking ass and she just beats everyone up and she's like, bye. And then that one she's line. in the helicopter with the thing. Yeah, she has like the opening her. scene. She's in the climax. Look out that one line though. She's really just a prop for Neo, though, isn't she? Oh yeah, I, I or agree for with every that. or yeah. for every man watching. Oh, I mean, great she's in a representation. black leather at all time. Right. I mean, they were all dressed in that. She's That's not just true. using like a broom to beat people up with, you know, or like some household object. Yeah. She's just like, I got guns, and I'm gonna shoot you which was very progressive for the 90s (laughs) yes we have higher expectations now we have talked about this over and over again in this podcast we accept that things were bad and they're getting better but we will call you out on it every single time and if you make a film we're gonna say something (laughs) so someday we will watch a movie and we'll be like whoa i don't even have anything to complain about i don't think that's gonna be for me i complain a lot yeah, I like I'll nitpick. Nerds are professional complainers too. Yeah, it's so, part of the fun. Yeah, <laughs> nothing can. I mean specifically yeah. about women representation. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how many lines they have or don't have. Um, let's go and just talk about our favorite characters because I'm going to start because we were just talking about my favorite character in the show, and that's Switch. I love that Switch is in white. I just it. That character stood out to me as like, I don't really care what you all think kind of attitude. And I just love that about, about, first, when I watched it, I didn't really 
get the whole male female i didn't get that i did i just remember like in the car they're holding the gun and they're like shut up copper top <laughs> i had to rewind it and listen to it like five times and turn and finally i turned on my uh my words so that i could read what was said because it didn't make any sense to me but why is neo copper top i don't know because he's a battery battery oh now i understand <laughs> Also, switch is ready to shoot That's in the a face. Really, he's yeah. still he's still hooked up. He is not a person. Like no qualms. No, she's gonna I gun him it. down. <laughs> I also get flashbacks to Pulp Fiction in that scene because I'm just like, what if Switch just accidentally killed the one right there? <laughs> like we're just done. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Movie over. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody wore black. Every single person yeah. wore black. And then, the, mm-hmm. and then switches in. Which it almost made you think like she was going to be more important, yeah. you know, yeah, just like as right. visually, like, and she had like blonde hair too. And everybody else yes. is like this really dark hair. And yeah, it's all like slicked back and greased up. And right. yeah, switches like white with like platinum blonde hair. Well, yes. pay attention to the colors because that becomes a pattern later on in the movies as well. There's characters okay. that have white hair and things like that. Oh, mm-hmm. good point. There was a point really when right. Morpheus's pants looked purple, which was kind of Morpheus cool. had a tie that had green and it kind of looked like yeah. the screen a little bit. Yeah. So can okay. I talk I about my favorite yes. character? Yeah, Shoshi, who's yours? Morpheus. First of all, Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. freaking amazing. And he brought like this gravitas to this role. I love seeing a black person get a, such a strong like leadership role in this movie and it's I mean, I can't see anybody else playing that that role. And no. um, I love the glasses. I love just the he had he had so much character. And then when he was in the real, and he kind of ha- I mean, it was like a different softer Morpheus. Um, so you kind of cool like the difference of how he looked in the Matrix versus out. And you could really you could still see the Matrix Morpheus in your head when you were looking at the reel and then you could just kind of tell he was like more tired more old and you know but you could feel that 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 mysterious leader you know even though he and that's just lawrence he's just freaking amazing. he was a strong leader regardless of where he was. <laughs> yeah yeah in the matrix and out all right how about you mj uh, I mean, like, I don't know that I really had like a favorite character in this movie. Uh, one of the more interesting characters for me is actually in the second one. I really liked the Merovingian, like that guy. I just think it's a really neat um, one. But like in the first one, I mean, Morpheus is probably my favorite. Yeah. Like not to not to just like, you know, that's okay. Double up. But like, he's the man. Yeah, he's freaking awesome and i i did love how he's kind of the foil for nero where like you know the more morpheus is like the super badass dude and then like yeah day one neo comes out and he's like hanging with him and so you know it's kind of like uh almost like the wharf in star trek where it's like right. oh, this big, big tough guy that you can hit to show how tough you are he like went right through that fucking wall too he was just like <laughs> bye <laughs> yes yeah, I that part's that. awesome <laughs> that part's awesome <laughs> That was pretty bad. No, like, it was, you just yeah. see him fly through. It was so yeah. good. But you, Max, who's your favorite character? Um, I don't know. It was really hard to f- kind of decide, but I thought 
Tank was the one who got shot, right? And then came back and then like electrocuted the other dude. That was Dozer? Da oh, Tank was the one who died? No, I just found them interesting when they were on, like on camera. And he, she was like, oh my God, you're injured. And he's like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then they do all this shit, and they they still just like I'm fine. I don't need medical attention. <laughs> and they like, show it's just, again icky. They show his injury, and yeah. it's like it's flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it. He was an interesting because he was one of the people who didn't who were who's like oh yeah I wasn't I was born in like in the city. Oh, I don't know. like. I don't have the plugs or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, He's rare. I thought that was an interesting. Thank you. Those are the only real conversation people. they had too. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. How about you, Joey? Um. So I. So this is one of my absolute favorite films. Like I feel like everything was well done. I there. I don't. Although I still complain, I don't really have a lot to complain about when it comes to this film. I felt like each character was purposeful and had a part and had something that was important to share and I kind of love them all. Um, I, I think if I have like, and it's probably different every day, but today, since y'all are asking, my favorite is probably the Oracle. Um, oh, yes. I love oh, that. Especially this Oracle. I really was, yeah. I miss her. I, yeah, I, I loved her. I, I think she was an excellent actress. I was very sad she couldn't be in the third one. Um, and I felt like, you know, away, she, yeah. yeah, she died. Um, that's the only reason why I think she had, I, I, I feel like she had filmed part of it or something, but hadn't finished. And then she had died. And so then they had somebody else come in to, to do that part because she wasn't done. Um, yeah. Well, you figure they must have been filming them both at the same time too, with they how they were, released them. Yeah. So that must've been pretty yeah. abrupt. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just, I think that, you know, the, the, the characters that give the riddles and kind of mess with your mind a little bit more, but then you grow because of it, those kind of tend to be my favorite characters anyway. Um, I love that she says, you know, like, um, what's really going to bake your noodle later is, you know, thinking about, would you have still broken the vase if I hadn't said anything? And then you could, you could see the look at his face like, that does hurt my head, you know? Um, <laughs> and um, I just, I thought she was very... Um, very well done you know we don't see her very much in this film but she made such a massive impact her character is talked about from the beginning to the end um i just i think she's a well-rounded character i thought she did she was great yeah her few minutes on the screen were pretty much the blueprint for the whole show and you you know this whole thing would you have knocked over the vase would trinity have fallen in love with neo to make neo the one if she hadn't heard from the oracle that mm. she was going to fall in love i mean uh, that really bakes your noodle <laughs> yeah. and i guess that's how the cookie crumbles and all of that stuff um yeah so uh last let's talk about ratings so Sometimes we have some really low ratings. I think we're going to do pretty good on this one. <laughs> Out of one to 10 trench coats, where would you rate this? Let's start with Joey. And <laughs> I definitely have a matrix um, trench coat that I sewed in my closet. So, and 
Oh, I want to see it. She's ready <laughs> for that Matrix LARP we were talking about earlier. Right? She's been waiting for this for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shoshi, how about you? Um, I am going to rate it 10 as well. Okay. Uh, MJ? I'm going to give it like nine and a half. Like I, there were just enough things that were like, you know, like the stuff with Trinity, like just not having enough depth and everything. It's not like a perfect movie, but like, it's fantastically good. And it was such like a cultural force, you know, like it, it's, yeah, you can't really argue with it. It's, it's a really good film. Okay. And Max? Uh, I said an eight, but that's just cause like, I don't like Keanu Reeves acting and his <laughs> just drives me nuts. Like I, it's just so hard for me to get past him. Really, <laughs> really that's really an incredibly hate. valid criticism. Oh, oh Definitely don't <laughs> just... watch Dracula then, because his accent oh, no, is, that even bad. switches back and forth. It's Dracula not... is kind of bad. It's hard for me. It's like one of his biggest like pans like he's gotten from critics. Yeah. yeah I tried to watch, what was the Scanner Darkly or whatever? Oh, I didn't see that. Pretty good. It's like the... in seat, like the book's a lot better. The book's really, really interesting. If you can get Maybe your hands I'll on read that. the book then, because I started watching that and he's in it, and I just I just turned it off and I was like, "This looks cool, but I cannot do this today." There's a, there's a lot of actors that I can't watch either. A, a lot. <laughs> I like him as a human. I'm sure he's great. Mm-hmm. I want to preface that, like, but it's. I can't watch Leonardo DiCaprio because for me, I only see Leonardo. I don't see his characters. I mean, maybe it's different now. Maybe he's gotten, I don't know. It's just something about him. And Winona Ryder used to be like that too. But then now that she's gotten older, I, I, she's, it's, it's like they, they need to age into characters or something. There was a while where I couldn't watch a lot of characters. There were a lot of actors on TV shows the kids used to watch on Disney Channel that I just hated. And my kids were like, why do you hate Demi Lovato so much? And I was like, I just don't like her. And I, and then she just recently, and I, she was on like reality shows and I was like, ugh, ugh. And then she just recently came out with a, a new music album and I listened to it and I was like, oh, I know what it is. I don't feel the genuine, like this is a real, I don't feel a real connection. I think they're acting and it's obvious they're acting and I didn't. Mm. And I think she's finally matured enough that I feel like, oh, okay. She's kind of her own person now. So I like her now. I don't know. It was, it yep. was interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I rate this a nine out of 10. I think it's great. And we've watched so many films from the eighties and 90s and so we see that time has an effect on these things so I forgive many of the things I can forgive the lines lacking the Bechtel stuff because of the times but the love story just the Bechtel is not lacking it passed (laughs) right just barely F F plus (laughs) (laughs) but the the Yeah. Is F plus a pass? We got a C. <laughs> we'll give it a D minus. Yeah, minus. yeah. <laughs> D minus. But the, the love story and then just all those freaking long running down chase scenes is a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Same. overall, great film. Obviously, um, I can't think of anyone. I mean, why would someone not think this is a great film? Definitely worth watching again. I would watch it again. 
I will watch it again. All right. <laughs> so let's wrap it up. What else have you guys been watching? Anything interesting? We watched. We started watching the next season of The Handmaiden's Tale, and it's Same. brutal. Yes, it's painful. <laughs> Max, don't even try. Don't just don't. <laughs> Is there lots of people dying, or like too much? Yeah, like, got that too. Uh, <laughs> everything bad that you hate, it's in. It's in. Yeah, it, oh. it, I, it's, I haven't watched it because it just sounds like thoroughly unpleasant to watch. Like you it's, have to it's, have gone through the whole thing already, and. It's it's not an easy watch now. Yeah, it sounds really really interesting, but yeah, just like very heavy. It is so good for people who like. I'm already mad about this, so for me, it's really good for me because it helps me feel that anger a little more yeah. instead of keeping it yeah. like that's always bugging me. And cathartic, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it takes it takes the pain that we experience just in general and witness in how people are treated and really focuses on it. Obviously, it makes it worse than it is day to day for most people, but it 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 really helps you kind of feel that pain so that you can get through it. Well, for me, it's also it's so different watching this season because we are no longer in the upside down of the last four years. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yes. it feels so different to watch it when we were in the upside down. I felt like, oh, my God, like this, this is this happening. Is plausible. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, like... And then it kind of almost happened. <laughs> like, literally. Handmaiden's Tale predicted the capital. Yeah. So I'm happy. I guess I'm still not that sure now that we're fiction. done with all fiction. that. I don't know. I just have my fears. Let's, yeah, let's keep it that way. Let's, let's not get. So for like a palate cleanser for... compared to that, I have been watching yeah. um, the animated uh, Harley Quinn series. Oh. I just I just found the second season of that. It's really, really good. So Katie, uh, Kaylee Cuckoo, the girl from Big Bang Theory. Oh. She has the voice of Harley Quinn. It is hilarious. It's kind of like the Venture Brothers. Oh, nice. Um, but in the DC universe with like all the actual characters and everything. And yeah, it's like her and Poison Ivy like kicking ass and taking over the city and like it's it's really fun um are they the hilarious anti-heroos or how are they yeah that both you know she's a villain okay. she's very much a villain like yeah no no qualms about that a lot of people die oh. um they oh. get very graphic like she has a bat you know it's based on like the new like suicide squad version of harley and yeah. like you know she takes people's kneecaps out sometimes and shit it's very graphic with all that kind of Gosh, stuff but it's don't let your kids watch that <laughs> it's yeah no no it, it's it's a very bright colorful cartoon but yeah it's it's uh it reminds me a lot of the venture brothers and like the the kind of way they approach like almost like a fourth wall telling of like comic book stories um but it's very fun you know it's it's very like low stakes the the crew she assembles is hilarious um so yeah i highly recommend it Okay. I love groups. I love when we see groups come together that just, you're like, where are all these people? You know, I want to, I want some wild, crazy person like that on by my side all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, how about you, Max? Watching anything fun or you're, you've been pretty busy. Yeah. So, well, I, and, uh, you know, to tack on to my uh, bad TV show, because this is what every week I think I'm on a new TV show. Um, 
I've been watching House. I'm on the second episode. I'm rewatching it all because um, I forgot how most of it ends. So it's a good lupus. I was gonna say it's not lupus. It's not lupus. lupus. Come on. That one time. Okay. Remember that one time. I love House. I've seen that so many times. It's worth it. I'll watch it again probably in a month or so. House is great. It's on all the time here. It's on. It, John watches it on loop. It's one of the ones he watches I have, a lot. And I just, I just, I'll do stuff and I'll just listen to it the whole time. I, I love House. He reminds me a lot of my brother-in-law, who is also kind of a jerk. But I have been playing Pokemon Snap, so I love it because I never got to play it when I was a kid. Cause I didn't have an N64. And I had the original oh my God, Pokemon it's Snap. It's so cute. A little <laughs> railroad cart and Snap. <laughs> very fun it was wait there's the a new, new one yeah it came out two days ago yesterday i'm getting it i'm getting it yeah it's really can we play together good. no 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 not Sorry. because of any limitation of the game it's just, <laughs> I just too cool to play. i just don't actually like you all that much <laughs> Sorry. i'm gonna ruin pokemon no i just don't think there's um i just don't think there's like a co-op that i've a way to play it yeah. might I haven't read too much about the game because I wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah. Well, I look into it. All right. Um, And I've just been watching Handmaid's Tale and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I started that finally. Um, Is it good? I've heard mixed. (laughs) Here's my take on it. Um, And I'm just on the... Um, so there's only six episodes, I think I'm on the third and it answered a question from the beginning that was bothering me. Cause like at the end of end game, captain gives the Falcon, the shield and everybody's like, so is he the new captain America? And this is about that. This, this goes through that. And I don't want to cool. give it away cause it's yeah. still pretty new. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, not a 30 year old movie not a 30 year old movie we didn't say we were going to spoil this one but um it, it talks about that and it's kind of cool. fun to see I like the I like it when like these characters who are really old but young like they have these really long lives so the winter soldier is 104 years old like he's he's an old dude <laughs> but he's still young and still super soldiering around and um I just really think it's interesting to, you know, somebody they were saying something about Gandalf and he said, or he mentions Gandalf and the guy's like, how do you know Gandalf? He's like, I read The Hobbit when it came out in the thirties. <laughs> so oh, it's just funny. That nice. guy. <laughs> yeah. So I, that is enjoyable for me. I also started watching this really dumb show. It's dumb, but it's like brain candy dumb. Like you really like just, so it's called The Circle. It's on Netflix. and it's been- Oh, my God. I want to watch it so bad. <laughs> Is this I reality show? I have a friend who watched it and she loved it. It's ridiculously dorky. Oh and the host like- is really funny. I saw yeah, her the on host a is fine. show. She was cute. Um, so these, these people are all in their own rooms and they only communicate through this like social media network and they try to vie for the top spots and they get voted. It's like, a, it's just a reality show and it's like a, it's like a game show too. So they're competing for a hundred thousand dollars and 
it's dumb and it's good, but it's so it's who you want in your social media circle. So they, so they, you like you pick who you want to keep. Kind of like Big Brother. But you where can they, choose who you are, right? Like one yeah, dude well, you, in the last season either, was like, "I'm like an 18 year old girl." You can play a, yourself, or, or you <laughs> can play a catfish. It's so dumb, and um, like there's one. So in the first season, there's um. There, it has its it has a lot of issues, so I'm not gonna say a lot of good <laughs> things about it because it does have it has a lot of issues. I don't want to get into it, but it's just <laughs> dumb and it's easy to watch. Good background. Sometimes you gotta watch stuff like that. Yeah, I want to talk about what we're doing with our lives and stuff. Yes. So, what have you guys accomplished lately? I want to show you what I just finished. The- I'm oh my gosh, are you done with that? <laughs> I am. Okay, I'm excited. <gasps> Woo! In one week. This is amazing. Yeah, I think it took a little bit more than a week. Come well, come, like last week we only oh, saw dope. him yeah. some like he so, was red. So MJ, last week. I'm a professional miniature painter. Yeah, I can see that. And I have <laughs> a decent sized following and um this is a commission. So they wanted this is actually the second one of these that I've made. I've made two of these dioramas. And these are, this is basically the first Ed Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, the, players the picture from the book. Yeah. yeah. So whenever, that's awesome. whenever I post that online, all the geeks go, they nerd out. Yeah, that's and, fucking awesome. And it's in- instantly recognizable. And then I also got this cool. Min- there's your F-bomb. There's my Minotaur. <laughs> he's he's kind of cool. He is an angry guy. And I got one yeah. more. I gotta You've done all these this week? Well, no, they're just oh, this month. Finishing. This is this yes. month. So this, if you recognize Dungeons and Dragons, is Driz and his pet. Oh. Yeah, from from Dungeons and Dragons. From, and he's like, it's really on camera. His pet with like the unpronounceable. Yeah, you can't see. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I remember swords, but yeah. yeah. I had an ex-boyfriend that was obsessed with this character and he would Gwen Gwenavar or something yeah, like Gwen- that. Gwenavar, yeah. Gwenavar, Gwenavar, yeah. Um, so that that is what I that was this month's stuff. So I'm just really so glad cool. that this is done because Woo! it was the second time and the second time you're doing stuff, you're not getting the good dopamine because you've already done it once, right? And you're like, so it was harder. I had to make myself do it a little bit. <laughs> well, it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Very cool. Anybody else have exciting things to share? Oh, one I'm other still thing. Sorry. I have one other crazy thing to share. <laughs> okay. So we went birding yesterday and we were in Lake of the Woods and we saw about 20 vultures preparing to roost. And they were kind of flying and circling and then they all landed in this like two or three trees together and I got video of it. But it was like it was so weird. It was like finding a vampire den. It was because they're like, big, aren't they? They're they're yeah. like yes, they're really big. They're yeah. like turkey size. Yeah, they're kind of scary. They're, I see them flying around sometimes. And they're I'm really like, beautiful they're though. I really yeah. love vultures. <laughs> but it was it wasn't scary. It was just like creepy. Not creepy, but like surreal. Like I said, it was like finding fi- yeah surreal. Finding a vampire den is what it was kind of like. Just like mm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> But a little scary. <laughs> they're more um, likely to barf on you than they are to do anything, you know, like. Kind of... Okay. Yeah. And you're standing right under 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're just baby birding food to you. 
my mother's been barfed on many times by a vulture, and it's not a pleasant experience. No, it's gross. Is ever, is getting barked on ever a pleasant experience? There's something special about when it comes from an animal that eats dead things. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's an aroma. Oh. <laughs> an experience. <laughs> Thanks for that, Joey. Yeah, add that Joey. to your bucket list. <laughs> I knew I would get a reaction out of Joey of anybody. <laughs> That's like the one thing that we're really missing from film still, right? The smell Not and feel birds? of these things. Oh, no, like smell of vision, yes. Yeah. No, keep talking I'm about good. it. Wasn't there wasn't there like a a movie that had a scratch and sniff? Yes. What was yeah. that? I don't remember. The Rugrats movie. I just the Rugrats movie. <laughs> I like how you just knew that. Like, I worked no, at the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at the theater at the same time. And so kids would come in with their little scratch things. And if they showed us their little scratch thing, we would give them the special packet that they could sprinkle on their popcorn like midway through the movie. Aww. And so then not only could they smell whatever their little scratchy things, but then they could taste the special popcorn or so. I don't remember what it was. Um, but it was cute. I didn't I didn't have to watch that one, so I don't actually know what the film was about, but I know it was Rugrats. I think we watched it. Not in theaters, uh. but it was probably about them escaping and running around and getting in trouble and then yeah, getting back. Rugrats things. <laughs> I've only seen the Red Rice Hanukkah movie and that was it. They're pretty much all the same. Yeah. I mean, that one had Hanukkah in it, but... <laughs> it was cute. We played yeah, it every I mean, they are. what the redhead, right? Ducky. Is he Jew? He's, he's Jewish. Jewish. He's the scared... No, they're all Jewish. Yeah, I think they all are. They're I think, all they're, are? I think oh. you're right. Yeah, they're all like I think there might be like the twins or something might not be, but yeah, it seems like everybody's no, Jewish. Think, was it the blonde gal? No, she no she Angelica. Angelica? No, she's or Angelica. I think she might be because she was like it's Hanukkah with Ha. Angelica and Tommy are cousins. Tommy is definitely Jewish. Chucky okay. is definitely Jewish. The twins, Bill and Lil, I I feel like they are, if I remember right. I don't think sounds right. I don't think that the Susie, who's the little girl who lives across the street, I know a lot about this. It's, it's not okay. Okay. I don't think she's. Yeah, you're reminding me about how much I know. I'm kind of upset that I remember all these characters. My daughter sure watched that, it when she was a kid. I'm pretty sure that Susie celebrated Kwanzaa. Okay. So two of the creators right. and am, what animators are Jewish. So yeah. I think they specifically wanted representation their story right right which... makes sense yeah what's for what's for next time next week we are going to cover matrix two oh, that's right and it. then matrix three <laughs> then matrix we, four and we are going to do matrix four this is a plan this is a promise it's just going to be a while still yeah. <laughs> i think after that we have some discussions because we were going to do the first season of merlin but i am rethinking this because there's so much stuff that I really want to talk about that's coming out like right now um so I'm not going to promise what's after matrix three okay I and, think we should do something newer just because yeah. we've done now what three I'm tired of this old stuff <laughs> 2003 situation yeah, yeah. there's so much like great stuff that's coming out right now that we can we can talk about shadow and bone shadow and bone I'm holding yeah, off yeah, that one looks just... so good I'm holding yeah. up and watching it just so if we watch it together that I'll have it yeah, in the docket. Yeah, I think that that should be. the same uh, way. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Okay. Well, then that's decided. Let's do that after Matrix. 
<laughs> All right. And, MJ, and, and um, MJ, you're going to be joining us for the other matrixes and maybe. Yes. If you, if you are enjoying yourself. Oh, I had a, I had a blast. This is super fun. Even after for matrix. Me. Yeah. We, uh, we, we like having a, a big group because then if somebody needs a week off, we don't feel or doesn't want to watch a movie or whatever. Yeah. Cause there's times when some of us are just like, eh, I can't get through that one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just been Shoshi and I <laughs> who have dipped out on things. I, think like, I, I can't do everything. I have very low standards when it comes to show. Joey is the Mikey of movies. She'll watch anything. <laughs> I will. My standards are so low. They're, it's, it's sad. <laughs> Awesome. I actually have watched so little lately compared to normal. And yeah. I think it's because I moved, I, I rearranged furniture and now the TV's a little harder to see. <laughs> oh, I need a TV right in front of my face. I'm hurting too much so. to watch TV, so that's actually a good thing. So I'm getting yeah. outside. Outside is nice. That's good. All right. So we will, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Yeah.